Lomiva. My name is Lando Lomiva, and I'm your host for the Itoako podcast. It is a podcast about Filipinos and their struggles and about our culture and experiences. And we're here to talk about them and share them with everyone under the sun. So please take a seat back and enjoy the ride. All right. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to the Itoko Podcast. And my name is Lando Von Leva, and we are here and joined by Susanna Downs. Uh, she is an actress and a, uh, a pageant winner of Miss Earth Australia 2019, and she's just she's in the star. She's a star of uh, the Hulu show The Unusual Suspects. And yeah, just welcome, Susanna. No, thank you so much for having me, Lendl. This is so exciting. And I apologize for driving. Um, I'm on my way to work. <laughs> I mean, it's content creation work, so I can just, like, chill out. I'm just trying to get there early. Hustle oh, no, no, life no, no, is, no, like, no. ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, no, it's all good. I understand the grind. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, man, I, I, I just really am so, so glad for, for you being here. Um, there aren't many Filipinos that, you know, are are working in, you know, the entertainment industry, especially in, like in in Australia, where it's yeah. less known for Filipinos or 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 any Asians for that matter to work uh, in in film there. So I just want to like talk to you um, in your early stages of acting, like what what got you started? Um, so I actually started doing music. So I'm a singer. I have my bachelor's degree in music, um, majoring in musical theater. So singer, actor, dancer, all of the above. Um, I was that obnoxious kid always putting on shows for my family. Um, I was raised like an only child, but I have two, um, older half sisters, but because they had, they were, it moved out by the time I was born. So it was just my parents and I in the house. So to like pass the time and entertain myself, I'd entertain my parents by recreating like TV shows and movies that we'd watched. Um, and then it kind of, when singing became a part of my like extracurricular activities as a kid, acting also then took place in there because my parents realized I loved songs from musicals and they were like, okay, let's nurture this talent and put her into drama class as well. And then they realized, oh, she's not going to be doing like academic things or following in our footsteps and working in IT or anything. So mm -hmm. let's um, send her to a school where she can actually, you know, nurture her talent and um, not get hit by a bus, sorry, <laughs> um, and, and become what she wants to be. So they sent me to a performing arts high school very expensive, but I luckily got a music scholarship when I when I joined the school. Wow. And I, yeah, was very lucky. And then I did a, I did music. So I majored in music from year seven to 10. But I did my first musical when I was 14 and it was high school musical. And I actually oh, played, wow. Gabri yeah, I played Gabriella. So like my first oh. time like doing community theater and I was playing the lead role at 14 years old. And it was, um, it was like, it opened my eyes to be like, wait, I can actually do this for a living and oh. play a role that like is played by someone of my culture as well. Like I was playing the role Vanessa Hudgens played and she's right. just like me. She's a halfie as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so then 
the musical theatre major in my high school was only offered from years 10 to 12. So I then, um, uh, I like stuck it out with music for, until grade 10. And then I was like, okay, year 11 and 12, I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm pursuing my dream. I'm going to do musical theatre. And I stuck with that. And that then pushed me to do my my music degree, majoring in musical theatre at university. I did that in two years. And then from there, I was just auditioning for commercials and getting like small parts in another series that um, in Australia, the network that The Unusual Suspects on is SBS. And oh. so I had a, like a, a bit role on a series, another mini series on that network. And then, yeah, it was a couple of years later that The Unusual Suspects came around and I waited about a year before I heard that I'd actually booked the role. And wow. yeah, it all, it all streamed from there. Wow. I That's mean, like the whole thing in a, in a nutshell, that, I guess. Yeah, that is amazing though. Like you started at the age of 14 and you've, it's, 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 it's so crazy in, in such a young age. Uh, when, when, when you started working in this field, I mean, many 14 year olds aren't even working, you know, let alone, you know, um, doing all auditions, you know, um, uh, especially for like, um, like, like, like commercials and stuff like that. And mm. so, so how, so going to go through like your, 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 your pageant stuff, like how did you <laughs> get started on that? Um, so I, Finished my uni degree 2014 and I'd watched a friend compete in Miss Philippines Australia in 2012, I think. Okay. Or 2000, I think, no, I think it was 2012. I watched her like just for moral support, you know, like yeah. supporting a family friend. And I'm sitting in the audience and I'm looking at these girls and hearing them answer these questions. I'm like, they all sound like robots and they're not actually answering the question. And I could do so much better. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then I, I finished my degree and then the year after, so 2015, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I've just come back from the Philippines. I've gained like 15 kilos since I left and gotten home from right. Philippines back to Australia. This is going to, same, um, same. Yeah, this is going to <laughs> um, not only give me like a, a goal date for when I want to like lose the weight, but also it gives me a goal for like just something to do. Cause I finished my degree. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just working um, mm. in retail. And so, yeah, it really put a drive and a fire underneath me to like work out really hard and really concentrate on my health and fitness. And I ended up winning the charity crown for Miss Philippines Australia in 2015. Wow. Um, we raised, like, when I say we, I mean, my mum did most of the work, like getting everything together. We put on a charity concert, but she was, you know, wow, hustling that's... away at work and asking people to donate. And we actually ended up on our own raising about $14,000, but then someone else donated like $7,000 on behalf of me. And like, we didn't know this. So we were shocked. Wow. And so I ended up winning the charity crown and then 
also missed popularity because the popularity contest and we ended up winning a magic thing. <laughs> Typical. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so then traveled to the Philippines the year after to actually deliver the money that we raised wow. um, to, yeah, to the Technological University of the Philippines where one of my uncles is actually a professor there. So he gave us a full grand tour of the school. It was really cool. Right. Um, we um, donated to House of Angels, which is uh, an orphanage in the Philippines where they, they find abandoned children on the street and raise them up and um, put them up for adoption for families who obviously wow. can't have kids or just want to adopt instead of have their own children. Right. And Hiasnang Filipinas, which is a dance troupe, um, for underprivileged children who can't afford to go to regular like dance schools, which for myself and the girl that actually won Miss Philippines Australia that year was really like resonant right. for both of us. We were both dancers. We were the best time going there um, and they taught us choreography and I actually taught them choreography from the show I had just finished doing in the Heights. Um, mm. So I, yeah, showed them that choreography. They learned it in like half an hour and I was like, it took myself and the rest of our cast like two days to learn this choreography. So like, well done um wow. yeah and then i took a break from pageants for two years just because i was like enjoying my reign and then right. work trying to get more acting work and theater work and just auditioning and doing all of that stuff and then 2018 i was like okay i've only got a few more years left so i want to really concentrate on my pageants so i competed in three different systems in 2018 and I placed second runner-up in Miss Earth Australia. And then because with Miss Earth you have to do so many life changes with how like, you actually like live your life. So I oh, wow. diminished my plastic usage completely. I was being way more eco-conscious with everything that I was doing and supporting my more eco-friendly brands and then so I was like you know what I've got at the time 26 was the cutoff and I had that year left and then they extended it to 28 but that's another story um so I was like okay I've got one year left let me really concentrate on Miss Earth for the last year that I can do it and I ended up winning it the year later and wow. went over to the Philippines to represent Australia which was awesome dude that wow that 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 is so amazing I mean, first, first off, I just want to say, you know, kudos to you and your family. I mean, doing so much char charity work yeah. um, for, for, for so many Filipino people and, and also not only representing Australia, but also representing the Philippines as well. And wow, that's, that's such a shock of the, like the, like the type of um, uh, change in your uh, lifestyle that you have to change going through that. And but probably not many people know about that where you have to suddenly change your your way of living um so does i i, I just want to touch basis on your ethnicity and stuff like that and yeah. uh, i i just want to say so did being you know half Filipino like affect you in both industries you know in, in the pageant world and the acting world uh, in the acting world, because Australia, we're known for being, you know, blonde hair, blue-eyed people, which we're not because we're such a melting pot of different cultures, but the stereotype is, you know, surfer people, Caucasian people. It was really difficult at first because our stories weren't being told. 
And it wasn't until like for the last like five or six years that diversity has been something that is sought after and people want Eurasian people, people want um, like they're colorblind casting. So they're not caring about whether or not someone is Caucasian or whatever. They just want someone who can actually perform the role well. Um, whereas in the pageant world, it's, 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 it was a double-edged sword. Like for me, knowing that the Philippines has such a passion for beauty pageants and right. it's practically our like third national sport bes- behind basketball and um, karaoke. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I think about it in my head. The Philippine <laughs> national sports are basketball, pageants and karaoke. Um, because of it's not necessarily that pressure, but I think because it's that underlying passion for Filipinos, it spurred me to do even better than what I thought I could do and made me put in so much more time and effort and work into it because so many girls in the Philippines itself, they do pageants to be able to care for their families. They earn the money to actually put food on the table and do all of those kinds of things or even just get to school. Um, right. So I, I used that motivation to be to work as hard as I did. But then also the fact that I was a, the third Filipino-Australian girl to represent Australia at Miss Earth in a row, there was a lot of hate behind it. Really? Um, I got, yeah, like the live stream of my my winning year, the pageant was like, oh, congratulations again, Miss Philippines. And it's like, well, no. Listen to, if they actually listened to the pageant while it was playing out, you can hear, one, how I talk, um, the fact that I was born and raised here and the fact that my dad is an Australian, like born and raised Australian man, he's like, I think like fourth, fifth generation Caucasian Australian. Mm. Um, but regardless of that, I, I'm a born and raised Australian person. I'm not going to the Philippines to represent the Philippines. I'm someone who's done all of my charity work in Australia. So it would mm. be it would be hypocritical if I were to ever like I've always said. People have asked me if I were to go to the Philippines and pursue a pageant career. I'm like, well, no, I'm taking that away from someone who's done pageantry and done all their hard work in the Philippines to represent that country. And I just swoop in and take a title from someone. No, that's that's rude and um, unfair. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a double-edged sword with being Filipino in the pageant industry. I have the background and the mindset of a Filipina in a pageant but then people just accusing me of being another Miss Philippines when oh. I'm like I'm I, I consider myself the opposite Catriona because we were in mm. school at the same time oh really she was born and raised yeah she was not in the same state but she was she was born in Queensland I'm in New South Wales um she did a music degree I did a music degree but she moved to the Philippines after we finished high school I stayed in Australia so that's in my head how I like to think about it, but she's okay. obviously done way better than I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's still, I mean, you've, I mean, considering what, what you've accomplished, I mean, how, how, how I think about it, you know, especially with, with acting, like, I'm all the week here in America, and I'm able to see your show that is yeah, worldwide. Cool. I mean, that is amazing. And, yeah, no, it's, and, it's cool. 
and it's it's and I, I didn't even know that there's so much hate um when it comes to Filipinos in the passion world um yeah especially when you're representing your 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 country too also Australia you're 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 half Aussie obviously and you know it's that that is one thing that I feel that that people need to learn just just to be more accepting of people and I I I feel like there's so much you know uh room for everyone to you know have a slice of the pie you know which is Absolutely. yeah which is ludicrous to to like um uh like start accusing you or or like be be mad at you for that um yeah. so i want to also now touch on the show the usual suspect i watched it i was really shocked of how much like filipino representation was in there especially yeah. like the tagalog i didn't think it was going to be like a lot of tagalog but i i was really surprised and there's so many filipino characters you know mm. half and half you know aussie and filipinos um how 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 did you feel when it came to you know playing gigi um in the usual suspect i was so excited because i like to think i've said this before gigi is basically who i would have been if i were to be born in the philippines like mm. um she's very spiritual and all about you know the power of the universe and the power of manifestation i've become more of that as of recently because mm. my one of my best friends is also my personal trainer and my life coach mm. um so we've been working a lot of on the mindset kind of stuff over the last two years now um since before Gigi kind of came into my life and it was just funny how similar this character was to myself <laughs> um I, 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 the difference between me is that I've been working since I was 19, um, where she's never worked a day in her life. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I do know my privilege and I have a quite a similar privilege to Gigi. Mine obviously being different that I'm in a country that wouldn't be considered a third world country. Right. Um, but her privilege being that she's, you know, affluent in a third world country and can afford incredible things and go shopping for like diamond bracelets and things like that. Um, but it was just so fun to play someone who is of the same generation as myself. Usually when I'm playing someone who's Filipino, it's either me doing a cabaret, mocking my mom and like making Uh funny jokes about the things that she's done at home and like not being, a genuine character who could actually exist right. um, and also not being a stereotype Filipino. So I wasn't a nurse. I wasn't um, mm. like working in customer service. Like if she was technically hired as a maid or a cleaner, but you, ne- you never see her clean no. <laughs> on screen at all. I didn't have to do any like cleaning scenes. I'm not wearing a uniform like Lena Cruz's character does um i was coming in, i was coming in to to set in like zara and glasses and like really cute items that i absolutely loved i actually bought after we finished filming because i loved them so much um oh. but it was just exciting to to play my own culture i've played mm. 
Vietnamese so many times. Really? Like I've done Miss Saigon twice. Yeah, I've done Miss Saigon twice. Oh, you did Miss Saigon? That's awesome. Also, yeah, not the professional productions, oh. but like I've done the show twice. And um, and then in that first SBS miniseries, I was Vietnamese in that too. So finally getting to represent my culture and mm. the things that I knew growing up, growing up on and getting to do it on TV was so exciting. And it just made me excited to come into work every day and just be like, oh, what are we going to see on set? Like, what what did they get right on set? <laughs> <laughs> um, so with with um, with Gigi's character, I, I found her very endearing and just yeah. a fun, bubbly character to be around. And mm. my, my favorite scene was uh, uh, when uh, she uh, gave the the mom of of the husband it's like this is cochinta and then it's like and, and then she was just like mm. it's like which is like, yeah. like <laughs> i like that's like the typical like reaction to like if someone outside the culture were to eat filipino food and they're like oh it's actually good <laughs> just, yeah I, I, I find that very funny and um i um i, I also want to ask like how was it like working with fellow Filipinos in a set. Um, I don't know if you've had that experience before, but how was it like in The Unusual Suspect? Uh, well, The Unusual Suspect was my like only second mm. TV job, like proper mm. TV job that wasn't on TV right. commercial. Um, so it, it wasn't so like unusual for me to do that, especially considering I've done musicals that are Asian represented uh, Asian represented like Miss Saigon and then I did a production of Noli Me Tantare the year before um wow so I'm surrounded by Filipinos all the time but the fact that we were doing a job that also involved you know speaking in the dialogue speaking in a Filipino accent um eating Filipino food like you said it was exciting and like <laughs> like there's a scene where you see a brutal fight I got so excited I was just like ah my oh. god idea what this is really like <laughs> um it was so much fun and i i gained so many new artists on set um okay. i've known lena for going it's, it's 2016 now because we did oh, wow. together yeah we did that show she played Cisa at the start i was just in the ensemble but then i ended up playing maria clara um in the last few times we've done the show and so we've been, like, we, we didn't really have scenes together, but we were always together um, doing that show. So when we both realized we booked the show together, we got so excited because we've known each other for so long. Um, but then with Michelle and Ina, um, and then even my my two nucleus, um, Melvin and Vaughn, who were our director and producer slash writer, respectively. Um, yeah, I've gotten more you know, siblings in the industry. I have, uh, obviously, awesome. being Filipino, you, you have a ton of um, cousins and titas relatives. And titas, right? Yeah, so many titas and titas that you don't even realize exist in your life until you meet them for the first time. They're like, I remember you in this ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's having them in, like, those connections and those um, friends in the industry now is exciting and you get to support them in their projects because you're, you're wanting to support your fellow, your, your fellow Capabilia. So mm. yeah, it, it was just exciting to actually, to finally have 
that connection to culture um, in this side of my job rather than right. just in pageants being connected to Filipinos because that's the culture. Right. So it was exciting. And just coming into work and like sharing stories and using that in the show. So before we actually started filming, we had a big cultural Zoom call asking from the writers and the producers what things we needed to actually have in the show. Um, so like the something in your shrine, we like, we, you need to have this, you need to showcase the Balikbayan box, um, <laughs> all of the things that, that, so yeah, all of the things that needed, yeah, anything that um, connected with the story and made sense, we made sure we put that in there. Um, so we really touched on making sure that we were authentically represented in the series and not feeling like, we were just another stereotype and the story was just about maids and cleaners and nannies. Right. It was about real people who just happened to be doing that as a job. Well, I guess definitely, yeah. I mean, I I definitely get got that with the whole whole cast. Um, it's like there's some that was like really deep, um, like real uh, stories. Like those those the those stories within the unusual suspect where I, I would say like real Filipino struggles that, 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 that really are yeah. you know, real. Like there are overseas Filipino workers that are maids, you know, that, or, that, or there are seniors yeah. that, that work overseas yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, send money to their families back home in the Philippines. So that was mm. just an amazing thing to, uh, to, to witness. Um, so, you know, you are a, uh, pageant winner, you know, Miss Australia, uh, Miss, Miss Earth Australia 2019, and also an actress, but you're also an influencer. Um, you're, you're on <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I, I saw your, I saw your Instagram. I just wanted to see like, why wow, you have like so many followers and you, you promote, you know, <laughs> health, fitness, and, um, fashion, right? Um, so, what what made you go into that space as well? I mean, you're doing so many things. Um, well, pageantry definitely helped. It definitely boosted up my followers a whole lot. I only got to 10,000, like back when you needed 10,000 to be able to post links and stuff, mm. two years ago while filming The Unusual Suspects. Um, so it's it's taken a lot of hard work and more so now have I been really working on making it that an other stream of income and that other part of my career while I'm not on set um, or while I'm not competing in anything. Um, but it's just, yeah, pageantry definitely helped boost that platform because I was able to share with people all over the world what I was doing and um, the, the products and things that I loved in my life and um yeah, it was. It just kind of fell into my lap. I've always loved content creation. I've, um, I've I grew up in the you know YouTube generation and Same. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, sorry, I'm trying to like park on the street. No, um, no, no, I'm no it's all good. Um, uh, yeah, I grew up in the YouTube generation, and I was that annoying kid in school that would have a video camera everywhere I went. And um, 
my friends are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this for YouTube. Like, like I'm, I'm going to be a vlogger. This is going to be a thing. And no one understood it because they didn't watch and consume as much online content as I used to. And then Instagram came out when I was in 12th grade mm. and I was just taking random pictures and it wasn't like, like something that anyone – Exactly. Like I was taking, like, there's a random photo of a cupcake at the train station in my high school. I took a photo of it. I put it up. Like I had no rhyme or reason back then. Um, but then as I, you know, when social media became like a big part of your career as someone in the entertainment industry, I took it way more seriously for pageants because we were being, you know, graded on our like social media presence when it came to being eco-conscious and showing the things of what it means to be a Miss Earth. Um, so I really concentrated on that and that became a really big part of my brand. I went vegan after Miss Earth when I got back from the Philippines because I was like, wow. I can't do this while I'm in the Philippines. I'm not going right. to eat. Um, so then when I got home from Australia, slowly transitioned to being vegan and it's become a really big part of my brand. As an on uh, online content creator, I work with some of the most incredible brands that are eco-conscious, they're vegan friendly, and it's definitely been something that I've been able to make something out of, but I still work like two, three day jobs to pay the bills. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping, I'm not hoping, by the end of the year, this will be, you know, my form of, income and occupation while I'm not mm. on a set filming something because I, I love doing it. I love going to work like half an hour, 20 minutes early, wearing a nice outfit. I like, where is it? I have my tripod here in the car to like take photos. I was about to grab a bit of stuff. I bring my tripod to work to take photos in the car park and then go and do my day job. But then I post it's just making most out of the time that I do have to be able to do online content creation, but I love it. Like I learned how to edit videos from watching them on YouTube. I how to edit photos. I edit videos and photos as a job for my, my, for my best friends as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it's, I, I wish and I hope, and it's going to be the full-time gig mm. um, when acting isn't. So it's just it's just putting in the work and putting the hard yards. And I think I get that from my mom, mm. who's the Filipino one in in my Family. parents. Um, and like she has been working in IT since before I was born, but she also loves to do oh, cakes wow. and bake. And I see her hustle from that. I watch her, you know, work her day job during the day and then she'll clock off and get into the kitchen and bake as many cakes as she can decorate as much as she can. And it's, yeah, my work ethic definitely comes from her because she does what she needs to, but also does what she loves. Right. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, Deb, definitely. That's, I think a lot of influencers do that, especially in, in, in the very beginning, they, they ground, they grind it out, you know? Mm. Um, and that's, that's, that's also what I'm trying to do now too. So I totally understand. And I'm, I'm also a film major too. So um, oh, nice. yeah, so not, I'm not a typical Filipino either. <laughs> Take the, the, the nursing route. Uh, no, no, no. Um, 
but yeah, like I understand the grind. You you have to start somewhere, and you're trying to make this into a, a, a real thing. And I I I like I love the fact that you're like I am gonna do this by the end. You're truly like mm. man, manifesting it, and um yeah, it's 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 very hard, but. You know, it's very rewarding, and from what I yeah. see of, of your posts, they're so amazing. And like your photos are some of the most amazing photos I've ever seen. Like my photos <laughs> look horrible compared to yours, and I and I have a film degree. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just to in in caps, like you know, this this interview here, um, you know, what are what is the lesson that you've learned that you would like to you know share with people whether they're going into um any creative space in youtube or podcasts or uh photography acting or even you know going into the pageant industry what, what would be something that you would give them as an advice just to follow your dreams like do what makes you happy like i was it got to a point um, where I was working in an office and I hated it, but it was helping me, you know, get connections for like pageant sponsors and also, um, just giving me that tiny bit of extra income so I could, you know, afford gowns, so I could afford getting my hair done, um, doing all those kinds of things, but it wasn't filling my cup. It wasn't making me happy. It was the most depressing job I think I've ever had, but it was something I was like encouraged to do by someone who was very toxic in my life and is no longer there anymore. Thank God. Um, just follow the, follow the things that make you happy and work hard at them because you know that it's going to bring you joy. It's going to bring you your purpose in life and just yeah, keep chasing the dream that you know may not be what your parents want you to do, may not be what your partner wants you to do, but if it's supposed to happen, it will happen. And the people in your life that will support you with those things, they're going to stick around and encourage you to keep trying, encourage you to keep going, and really nurture that love and that want in those parts of your life, rather than having someone that makes you question why do I do the things that I love to do? Yeah. So just, yeah. Keep those that help you close to your heart and just keep hustling, keep pushing through with the things that you love because sooner or later it's going to be that you'll be like your calling, your purpose and Mm. the things that drive you to do the other things in your life. Right. Oh, this is such an amazing advice. And hopefully you guys out there that are listening to this, um, take that advice and follow your dreams, really. So I I would like to thank you, Susanna, for this interview. Um, I really do hope, you know, all for you to have all the success in the world. But before we go, um, could, uh, could you share all your plugs with the world? (laughs) Those those, um... those who want to follow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, mm. if you're in the States um, on Hulu, The Unusual Suspects is streaming. It's four one-hour episodes. You could binge it all in a day. Um, 
if you're in if you're in Australia, it's on SBS. If you're in the UK now, it's on Acorn TV that just launched. Um, don't ask me where it is in in Europe. I don't remember. I'm so bad. Um, <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at Sana Danielle. Um, S A N A D A N I E L E. And then YouTube is just Suzanne Downs, where I haven't been uploading a lot because I've been so crazy busy, but a lot of my Miss Earth journey is on there. So from the day I landed in the Philippines to leaving um, at the end of the pageant and coming home after the most amazing pageant experience I think I've ever had in my entire life. Um, Yeah, more vlogs to come soon. I just need to sit down and edit them. (laughs) Yeah. No problem. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure everyone's going to be looking forward to it. Thank you so much for this interview and have an amazing day. Hopefully everything pans out with you and hopefully I see you more in, in more um, roles and, and for, for, for you to make, you know, make us proud as a Filipino and we will be there for you every step of the way. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much for this interview. And everyone, have a good day. Bye-bye.